Today on the newscast, Israel and the United States sign a joint declaration vowing to prevent Iran from acquiring nuclear weapons. But can the Biden administration be counted on to hold up its end of the bargain? Get my thoughts next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. Can the Biden administration be trusted when it comes to Iran's nuclear weapons program? That's the big question yet again, looming over Joe Biden's trip to the Middle East this week. Now, right now, as I come to you on Thursday, July 14th, he is still in Israel. He arrived yesterday. He'll be there until tomorrow when he wraps up his visit with a meeting with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and a visit to a Palestinian-run hospital in the eastern half of Jerusalem. Then Biden moves on to Saudi Arabia, literally with hat in hand, asking the Saudis, or should I say pleading with the Saudis, to increase their output of oil production in order to get oil and gas prices down here in the United States just in time for the midterm elections in November. So a very eventful trip, to say the least. We broke it down for an hour straight yesterday here on a Watchman Newscast live stream. If you missed it, check it out here in our archive. Just go to Newscast and you'll find it there. Also, we posted our one-hour TBN special, The Gathering Storm Against America, on the channel yesterday. You can find that as well. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. There is much to discuss today about Joe Biden's trip to Israel. Let's recap real quick, folks. Yesterday, Wednesday, July 13th, he arrived. Uh, he made some opening statements. He declared himself a Zionist. He visited the Holocaust Museum, uh, Yad Vashem, in Jerusalem. And he also got an up-close look, a demonstration from Israel's defense ministry of Israel's missile defense systems, in particular Iron Dome. And that iron beam, that brand new laser-based system that Israel has produced. And today, Biden moved on to meetings with the interim Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid, including a joint press conference, also meetings with Israeli President Isaac Herzog and opposition leader and perhaps future Prime Minister, former and perhaps future Prime Minister, Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu. Now, the press conference with Lapid was uh, pretty telling, folks, on a few levels. And, and number one, before we get to their remarks and how they differed on approaching Iran at the end of the day, they signed a joint declaration called the Jerusalem Declaration, in which the U.S. under Biden vowed to stand behind Israel and stand with Israel as it confronts the Iran nuclear threat, and that along with Israel, the United States will not allow Iran to acquire nuclear weapons. The declaration also pledged support for the Abraham Accords peace treaties, which Israel has struck with its Arab neighbors, including the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan. And Lapid made clear today that he wants to add more countries to that list. He mentioned in particular, Saudi Arabia, Oman, Qatar, Kuwait, and Iraq as nations that he would like to see come into the fold of the Abraham Accords, make peace with Israel, and normalize relations with the Jewish state. Clearly, that will be on the agenda as Biden visits 
Saudi Arabia. But let's get to the main message. That's an overview for you of what we've seen so far. But let's get to the main message of today's newscast and really this trip, Iran and Iran's nuclear weapons program. Now, yesterday, Joe Biden gave an interview to Israeli TV, Channel 12 in Israel, saying, hey, the United States is willing to use military action against Iran's nuclear facilities to prevent the Iranian regime from acquiring the bomb, but only as a last resort. Now, folks, I think everyone would agree that, hey, before you resort to a military option, you try to exhaust uh, every option, right? Diplomatic, everything you can to avoid going to war or at least conducting a military strike. But I don't think you want to transmit that and broadcast it to your enemies because the Iranian regime is watching that interview and they're saying, he's not serious. He's not going to do anything. He made very clear, he stressed, only as a last resort. Shouldn't you rather say, as a leader, to keep your enemies on their toes and keep them guessing, something like, hey, all options are on the table. And be a little more tight-lipped about it and keep the Iranian regime guessing That's not what Joe Biden did, and he took it a step further today in the wrong direction, in my view, in his joint press conference with Yair Lapid. Now, Lapid, to his credit, I mean, this was a realistic statement. He said, listen, and he said this publicly, uh, Joe Biden was side by side with him. Lapid said, diplomacy will not work to stop Iran's nuclear program. There needs to be a credible military option on the table. Not only that, and he said to Biden, pretty telling again, he said, Mr. President, you have talked about uh, big nations, influential nations like the United States should not bluff. He said, we don't, he said, I agree. And we don't want the Iranian regime to think that the United States is bluffing. Guess what, folks? That's exactly what they think. That's why Iran has been pushing the issue Uh, and its terror agenda against the U.S. More on that in a second. But Lapid was pretty clear there. Diplomacy, look, we've exhausted every diplomatic option at this point with the Iranian regime. Clearly, they're not stopping uh, their rogue behavior, their drive for for the bomb, their support for terror across the region, their development of ballistic missiles and intercontinental ballistic missiles, which, by the way, could one day reach the United States. Biden's response... Well, look, you know, uh, the military option, last resort, it's on the table. But we believe that the best way to resolve the Iranian nuclear crisis is through dialogue and diplomacy. So he differed publicly with Yair Lapid there, folks. He said, no, Lapid said, diplomacy isn't going, wake up. Diplomacy at this point is out the window. They're, They're three to four weeks, according to U.S. intelligence estimates, from having enough enriched enriched uranium to build a bomb. Lapid is being realistic here, as are other Israeli leaders. And Biden said, no, 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 we think diplomacy still has a chance. It's the way to go. Folks, color me highly skeptical. And I think that was the wrong message to transmit. Number one, it showed, although both leaders said, hey, there's no daylight between us, that showed daylight. It shows that Israel and the U.S. are in a different place when it comes to the best way to confront Iran's nuclear weapons program. Do you trust this administration to have Israel's back, particularly when it comes to Iran's nuclear program? I do not, I'm sad to say, uh, for four reasons in particular. Number one, 
Joe Biden was the vice president. He was the number two man in the U.S. government under Barack Obama, who I believe was the most anti-American U.S. president in American history. And look no further than the waning days of the Obama administration in late 2016, where behind the scenes, reportedly, the Obama administration helped advance anti-Israel legislation at the U.N. General Assembly. And then when the vote came up, the U.S. abstained. Usually, in previous years, for decades, the U.S. would stand against these anti-Israel, insane anti-Israel resolutions at the U.N., But under Obama, his parting shot before he left office, the U.S. abstained very conveniently. And again, they reportedly helped put this legislation together behind the scenes. Now, Joe Biden was vice president in that administration. Where was he when all of that was going down? Secondly, Joe Biden was vice president during and very supportive of the first incarnation of the Iran nuclear deal in 2015. Third, He wants to revive that deal. Why is that problematic? Why does that hurt my trust, to say the least, in this administration? Because what those deals, 2015, and if a new one is revived, God forbid, what those deals do is provide billions and billions of dollars in sanctions relief to the Iranian regime, and by extension, its proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah. Folks, look, those billions of dollars that go into the pockets of Iran's ayatollahs will not go to build schools and playgrounds and hospitals in Tehran. They will go to destroy schools and playgrounds and hospitals in Israel and elsewhere in the region. So three reasons where I say, man, not a good idea. Uh, Third, well, that's a combined, I guess, 2015, 2022. We'll put those together, both incarnations of the Iran deal. Third, of course, Shortly before entering office, Joe Biden took the Houthis, that Iran-backed terror outfit in Yemen, off the terror blacklist. Big mistake, emboldened the Houthis. Fourth, and perhaps in many ways most importantly for uh, on a world scale in the image of the U.S., Afghanistan. Joe Biden, around this time last year, July 2021, vowed Afghanistan will not fall to the Taliban. We won't allow it and we will leave no Americans behind. That's not what happened. As we documented extensively here on the newscast, Afghanistan fell and U.S. citizens were left behind after the last U.S. soldier left that country. What that showed was uh, uh, to America's allies that the U.S. under Joe Biden could not be trusted. And to its enemies, they smelled blood. They were emboldened by the Afghanistan fiascos. Thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.